0: Log Talk Radio. Great joy and good afternoon, my friend. The Nepalese Meditation Bowl is chiming, centering your mind and delight on the art of the CEO. The show that brings you the wisest counsel and the most fascinating individuals in the business community from all around our terrestrial orb. I am Bart Jackson, your Hieronymus Bosch of business. And let me ask you, if you were all of a sudden catapulted into Hollywood fame and became a major TV or movie star, what kind of fitness trainer would you hire to keep your body, that's your livelihood depends on it, body in shape? Well, so many of those in the coveted starring role are placing their gorgeous frames in the hands of Ramona Braganza, celebrity trainer, trainer to Michael Waverly of, of Jason Bull fame and Uh, Emmy Award-winning Anne Hathaway and scores more. And today, in addition to having Ramona tell you about how she got to this star-sweating career and how she lives in this rarefied atmosphere, we're also going to present another side to this extraordinary lady. We're going to delve into how Ramona saves young victims of human trafficking both abroad and here, and breaks their chains and sets them up in a new career. So, if you are seeking to follow the joyous and slightly bizarre path of a lady who has and sweated way <laughs> to the top of her industry and is helping to bring to its knees one of the most heinous tragedies of our age, pull up your chair a little closer, join us in this feast of wisdom, all carefully cuisined, to make your career thrive and your adventures flourish. Ramona, I thank you for setting aside the free weights and the water bottle, or maybe in Hollywood it's the (laughs) water bottle. I don't know. I I guess, uh, anyway, enlightening us on the the high-level fitness profession and the admirable um, battle that you're waging against human trafficking.
1: Well, thank you, Bart. And I am staying out of the sunshine to be with you today because you know it always rains in Vancouver, but the sun is out.
0: (laughs) All right. I'm so glad it's shining somewhere. It's shining here and... uh, those who may listen to this show may listen months later, but as for now, the daffodils are out and God is truly in his heaven and raining it down upon us. Ramona, you have a 50-foot trailer that you drive onto movie sets. You personally train the stars and you help the, you help get the whole rest of the crew in shape. You, you've really kind of reached the the fitness trainer Shangri-La, the, the pinnacle of what every one of America's 260,000 fitness trainers dreams of. So let me ask in this very this terrifyingly competitive world, what does Ramona Braganza and her 3 one training program give that, that sets you apart and on top?
1: Well, that's a really great question. And, you know, actually, I personally don't drive that big 52-foot um, machine. I think I'd get lost behind the wheel. But <laughs> <laughs> when production companies actually come to me and they have a, a star that they want to get into shape for a specific role, then we do offer our famous trailer. And, and Hugh Jackman has worked out in there for to become Wolverine and Jessica Alba on Fantastic Aww. Four. So a lot of great, including, oh, you know, the the – Fifty shades of gray stars were recently working out in there, so that's a real perk but I think what I bring to this business that I've been in for over twenty years is the fact that I love what I do and I love exercise and i I've always enjoyed it and so I think that makes a difference in a trainer if they really truly want to help
0: yeah you know, yeah i could I can see that and uh, I mean you want to have someone who's not a drill sergeant who's not grinding you but is is Doing what you love is absolutely the most contagious thing in the world. Everyone wants to join in with that. It it makes sense. Um, Well, I I know that it's always seems it it seems great to work with celebrities, and I'm sure as as you mentioned, you've Jackman and Hathaway and the whole crew. But all of these folks work very long and very odd hours. I mean, their schedule's not their own. It's it's never regular, Uh, and they they have to also be fit. I guess in in very specific ways, uh, the look fit. So how does uh, Ramona uh, uh, handle all this tough clientele?
1: Well, when I am actually working on a movie, I have their full attention. They have a specific role, and they have to look a certain way. Uh, And so it's really not that hard when they're focused. I find the harder challenges Mm. for me personally are working with actors who are maybe on a television show and they're working 18-hour days. So recently I worked with Michael Weatherly on the TV show called Bull, and I was um, brought in to manage his lifestyle. And that's really where most of us fall off our program because we have work and we have career and we have family. We have a lot of distractions. And so how do we maintain our health? So having someone like me around kind of to just guide them, that's really my role in those situations.
0: So they turn their entire time over to you. In other words, when they're with you, all else drops away like summer rain. And they say, "All right, now, now's the time for me and my body and my fitness." Right?
1: Yes, I would say that's true. Uh, I think uh, many people, you know, they they actually hire people around them to facilitate what their what their job is. So I'm brought on specifically for exercise and eating healthy. And then I kind of go away and they can do the rest of their day. So if I can take an hour or half an hour of their time and focus their attention on what's required, then, then we're good. And that's really why I'm brought in on these shows. Um, many people don't need to work out all day. They just need a concentrated one-hour, 100% effort, and you're going to reach your goals.
0: Right, right. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because it is something that, it, if you put your total concentration towards something, it it isn't that long. It's not a, a lifelong drudge, and I think that that's great. Uh, is there anyone, by the way, uh, among Hollywood's television elite that you have found very uh, difficult to work with, or, or just very difficult to help get into their uh, particular in uh, particular shape? that you could
1: uh, talk, mention? Uh, I love to mention my new mom clients. They, um, At one point, I was training Jessica Alba and Halle Berry and Ashley Simpson, and all were new moms. And their goals were oh. to get back ready for either a photo shoot or you know, an event, and so I really had to work with them from the minute, from two weeks after they had babies, we were in the gym, and we weren't really hitting it hard, but but for them, it was just like every new mom, it doesn't matter if you're a celebrity or not, you have really hard time with energy, and your um, time, and your attention, and all of that, Um, so it was really, for me, the most challenging time working with my clients,
0: Hmm. well now you have actually you've have, i know you have a workout tape, but you're also working on a new book a uh, three 2, one uh about losing the baby bulge using your three to one method uh what is the title of it and when may we look forward to to finding the book
1: so that is called three to one baby bulge begone, and it is the workout program and the eating plan that i've used for my celebrity clients but Right now, uh, we're in the development stage, so it will be a little while before the book comes out, but you can get it as a DVD, and uh, you can always email me and ask me questions if you're a new mom. But um, the the DVD is The Workout, and that's on on my website, RamonaBraganza.com.
0: All right, and you can also find out about it by keep tuning in to our website, theartoftheceo.com. We will keep you abreast of Ramona's latest doings, uh... as we do all for all of uh our Art of the CEO alums. In fact, if you've just joined us, you should be aware that you're listening to the Art of the CEO, which every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time flows unerring wisdom to your eager ears via the mightily misunderstood realms of cyberspace, where you may listen and download uh, this and all our episodes by visiting theartoftheceo.com. And you can also enjoy us on the C-Suite Radio station, and we're proud members of C-Suite Radio. and It's a marvelous station where, you, where the expertise of top business folks uh, helps you winch yourself up to the next and several levels beyond. So you can also visit the Art of the CEO episodes on C-suite Radio dot com. And now, uh, Ramona, you were originally, uh, I guess, one of the first—or not originally, but one of the first things you did in your adopted land. You were a, cheer- a football cheerleader in your adopted land of Canada, <laughs> and then in even in Europe. And then and finally you hit the big time with the Los Angeles Raiders, right? Could you just give us a brief kind of a thumbnail sketch of the life salary and camaraderie as as a pro football uh cheerleader? What's it like?
1: Well, and if you're a friend of mine you'll notice that I'm always cheering you on. So I think that was part oh, of my
0: well, my makeup when year I was <laughs>
1: You know, it's just something that I think I was always a very optimistic child and I had gymnastics as a true passion in my life. I started at the age of 4 and all the way to 18 I did competitive gymnastics. And within that time I learned dancing and I blew my knee out at 18. I had a tour ACL from gymnastics and I went into dance as a career um, after that and I really looked for a way to showcase my dancing, and I found the Toronto Argonauts. I was living in Canada. So I was an Argonaut cheerleader for three years, but my true passion was going to be um, cheering for the NFL. So I ended up in L.A. Uh to be an actress and tried out right away for the L.A. Raiders and made it, and I was so excited. I was on the team for 10 years, which is a very long time. Wow. Um,
0: yeah, it's good. always hard to let go of a good that's, that's thing. That's <laughs> a lot longer than any of the guys playing ball, I'll tell you that. But anyway, go ahead.
1: Yes, exactly. And then I went on to help, um, help with the, as an assistant choreographer in Oakland. When the team moved to Oakland, I did that for three years. And at the same time, I was assistant choreographer director of the NFL Europe League. So that's the London Monarchs ah. and the Scottish Claymores. So I had so much football <laughs> by the by the time I was done with it and I'm still, I'm still going to games, you know, whenever I can, I love to get on the sidelines, um, with the organization and I'm really grateful for my time. I, I have a, a, a whole bunch of girlfriends because of it and the experiences oh. were uh, amazing. So yeah, it was great.
0: Well, I got to tell you, football is, it's, it's a marvelous sport and I can see why you love it. I, I've, played football and and when I try to explain to people the the one of the great the two great joys of playing football are number one hitting and the other two getting hit a lot of people unless you played it you don 't understand it but it's a it 's a marvelous game and i i'm sure you brought an awful lot to it uh, <laughs> now i I know that you've uh you you really sort of came uh from that uh from your football uh days uh you came into uh, fitness training and uh, sort of by an accidental route, you are sort of discovered into it. Sh- could you share with us just how much you, uh, how you sort of launched into pumping iron and doing setups with uh, Hollywood's Fez Vinyl
1: Sure. I was, as I said, I was always very active and I had a gymnastics body and I was now on a football team where the girls were very in shape and very thin and very uh, California looking And I struggled for a while with my weight. (laughs) Um, I did. You know, I I had more thicker thighs, and I just felt very bulky compared to the girls. And so I started to explore the fitness world that was opening up in the early 80s. And it was in Venice Beach Gold's gym that I had a trainer who actually taught me how to eat right and how how to do um, more like the fitness competition. So I started entering fitness competitions. Uh. I got a job at a gym gym. Called Sports Club LA, and actually it was girl I was working there, a producer, who was doing a new show with a young actress. Uh, he he offered me a job training Jessica Alba, and that's kind of how I started working with oh. a seventeen-year-old girl. I was in my thirties, and I actually wanted to be an actress. Oh my God. That was my goal, but you know, I guess the true calling was for me to go behind the scenes, and, and it's turned into my career, and I'm so grateful for the journey because it really was a lot of fun, and it's been great.
0: Oh, my gosh. Well, and from there, I'm sure there was absolutely no stopping with you, You and uh, you brought that, that marvelous, upbeat ability and and outlook that you have that uh, would, would make anyone want to find their goal. <laughs> and um, I was wondering. Uh, no, I think it's. I think it's wonderful. There is, I, I got to tell you, the uh, as an old uh, sports player, and uh, I My coaches were, shall we say, a little bit closer to Genghis Khan than to Happy Days are here again. <laughs> so uh, I think that's it's. You you must be very very refreshing. I'd like to, to move well, on if we may though uh, to, to, okay, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, I was gonna say that I find with my clients they see my smile but then when I get in that room I'm all business and it and it turns into a bit of a Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde, I guess. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so now we're finding out. The the Genghis Khan is, is lurking underneath <laughs> there. I see. And I guess you can't escape it. <laughs>
1: exactly. Well,
0: um, I'd like to move on if I made it to, to the th- your your three two one in power. This is an amazing effort. A while back, as I understand it, is when we talked, you said you returned to your native India, and in fact your hometown I believe, and you came face to face with the tragic reality of human trafficking. Now, could you describe for us kind of what you discovered and and how you began to help these young women?
1: Sure. It wasn't until I, I'm in my 50s now, but my early 50s, I realized I didn't know my roots at all. And when my father passed, because I grew up in North America, and when my father passed, I I decided to make a trip back to India and really get to know part of who I am. And um, what I first saw was it's beautiful, but then there's also the other side, which is a lot of poverty and at the same time, I thought, I wonder if there's any fitness here. And I discovered it's a booming industry, $1.8 billion fitness industry. It's very modern in many ways, and it's also very third world in many ways. And I had to grasp that idea. And so I was exploring the fitness world, but I was also looking for a deeper meaning to my journey in, in life. And I I recognized there were a lot of girls and women living on the street and, uh, I connected with an organization called Prerna. They actually rescue girls from trafficking in the red light district and they put them in a safe house and I met the woman and i really was I was really interested to meet these girls. I wanted to see what they were like, and so that was really the start of i guess my my charity now charity three to one empower well
0: now, about how old were these these girls when they were would- Came to you or came to the
1: safe house so they're between the ages of eight and eighteen at eighteen they have to leave, but they're as young as eight years old. Some have actually moved in at oh. three years old because they were the babies oh. of the young girls that are oh. caught in this vicious cycle in that part of the world and you know so I just i I, I met girls from eight to eighteen in the safe house.
0: Hmm. Oh. Uh, well, uh, Ramona, we want to—we uh, really want to hear more about your your battling, what your response and battling this villa, this really human trafficking spiral. And we're going to do that right after uh, we take this brief, sort of humorous sorbet in the middle of uh, what you're offering us. And uh, so. Allow me to lighten the load by proffering you a few, as you say, utensils for today's Feast of Wisdom, and the first utensil, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. And since that's really the most important position you'll ever hold in your career, allow me to ask Will this be the day that you look at just one of your personal principles, which you firmly hold dear, and see just how you're expressing that in your workday world? Or will you continue to merely pay lip service to your uh, beliefs and let the advantages of strong character slip away? The choice, my friend, is truly yours. As a second utensil, I can sense your yearning to steep your lips into a little laughter and taste a scriptural recitation from the 102 Best Business Whips book, and I am thumbing through it as we speak. And here we go. This is perfect for Ramona. This is number 26. For decades, designers have gushed forth clothes that look attractive only on mannequins and that in no way resemble the human form. So what's marketing's response? Employ guilt and propaganda to reshape humans closer to mannequins. (laughs) So what do you think, Ramona? Does does a truly good person look like a pencil-shaped body idea of what's being sold here?
1: Yeah, I think we need to throw away the pencil-shaped body idea and be who we are and who God, (laughs) the vehicle God gave us. But make it the best vehicle.
0: All right. Wonderful. Boy, that is truly... A that is a quill pen moment right in the middle of the quip. I would like you all to hear, listen to that timeless truth, and say uh, that Ramona has just given us. So dip your pen in the inkwell and scribble this down to make your own body the very best body it can be, and that is the is the right shape for you. My own personal afterthought to the quip is just to beware of products and salespeople who preach the old Procrustean solution of creating customer anguish rather than customer satisfaction. At any rate, if you smirked a bit over this quip, we've got them literally by the books' full. Just visit BartsBooks.com, pick up your copy of 102 of the 101 Best Business Quips books, and you will draw arrow after arrow of humorous bon for your conver- from your conversational quiver, lifting your friends from their many miseries, or so we would love to have you believe. At any rate, as your third utensil, we sumptuously spoke to you the answer to last week's business quotation. That is, the name of the individual, what is the name of the individual who said, Everyone says ours is the best company in the world, but the customer doesn't care about the world. They care that we are the best in town, and that's what I want to be. Those wise words were spoken by none other than the CEO of Toyota automobile company, uh, Aiki Toyota. So congratulations to all you winners, Stick with, and stick with us, because later on the show we've got another, uh, quote, enriching quotation, blurting your way, and if you're among the learned souls who knows the author of that quote, simply scribble that sage's name down as you believe him order to be, and email it right off to info at bartsbooks.com, that's I-N-F-O at bartsbooks.com, and if you are correct, your knowledge will earn you a mind and soul-igniting gift, freshly disemboweled from the dungeons of Barts Books Bookstore. And before we return to uh, Romana Braganza, celebrity fitness trainer, who's going to tell us about rescuing and safely employing victims of human trafficking, Mm -hmm. allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we're here today. And that company is Prometheus Publishing, who would like to invite you to look at the guide for the bright and the energetic. The book is CEO of Yourself, Getting Down to the Business of Your More Rewarding Life. So let me ask you, my friend, who's making your life choices? Are you directing the enterprise of you, or have you fallen into default mode? And is your governance really bringing you that more fulfilling life you just know lies out there? Well, CEO of yourself helps you discover your many marvelous assets and employ them toward the goals that bring you a sense of mastery and a lot more fun. So uh, I've got to give you a little caveat here. CEO of yourself is not lazy for the lazy, and it's certainly not for weaklings. It makes you stand up using the model of chief executing officer. It makes you form such things as principles and forge your own character, sculpt yourself into the effective person you want to be. And if you've got that kind of fire in your belly and desire for an exhilarating life, then go for it, my friend. Pick up your copy of CEO of yourself. Just visit bartsbooks.com and pick up your copy uh, right after you hear the show. So, uh, And now, with utensils in hand, let's return to celebrity fitness guru Ramona Berganza. She, uh, well, she's the lady who empowers both fortunes' most and least favored individuals. So, Ramona, you have said that India's fitness market is now burgeoning, and is, is this true for the, the women also? I know uh, uh, Indian ladies are historically uh, uh, have a very strong hand in business. What about the women's fitness market for them?
1: Well, I would say that the women's fitness market, as far as the women attending the gyms, there are definitely more of a female clientele. And But what I noticed was in the gyms themselves, it was mostly male-dominated trainers. So there were no female trainers. And that really was odd because in our society, we have a lot of females that teach aerobics and yoga. It's all males there. And so that really confused me. And while I was releasing my fitness book, which was for the Indian body type, it's called Feel Fit Look Fantastic in three, two, one. Many of those women in the gyms were coming up to me. They're they're in the business world. They're like you said, very much a part of mainstream business, but they're looking to get fit and, and well, because, as you know, genetics plays a big part in our Indian background. there's diabetes and everything else. so that's where sure, I decided sure. you know there's a lack of female trainers, and how can we improve this Uh-huh
0: and then you turn to the uh, you sort of saw as a resource for this the the young women uh, in your the, the, who have been victims of human trafficking, right.
1: That's correct. For me, it was a no-brainer. There is a huge population of girls that have no job skills, that need a better um, opinion of themselves and find some self-confidence. So I went to the Safe House and I started to meet with the girls and exercise with them. I taught them push-ups and how to um, do some cardio and sit-ups and stretching and all of that and And then what I found, several of them were really interested in in going further. So I started to do a fitness course with them, and I hired a master trainer, and she would go once a week when I went back to the United States. She would stay there and work with the girls. And next thing you know, after a year, we had 10 girls graduate with an aerobics certificate. Five of them are still working in the field training other girls. So, my goal really oh, is to bring them now into mainstream fitness in India and have them working at these gyms
0: what a What a wonderful solution you 've got a great need and you 've got from the client end and the and women wanting more and you 're you 're giving such hope to to these poor women who are young women caught it, caught in this. I, I'm curious. What about the emotions of of the women who are, are sort of tr- who've been dragged into this uh, spiral of slavery, uh, sex and labor? Yeah. Uh, wh- what is their attitude? I mean, are so are they just? Did they sort of see themselves as unfortunate young women who are serving their families for a price? Are are they emotionally downtrodden? What What were you we finding?
1: I found and many of the girls that were in my course were between the ages of 15 to 18 and they were really like to me just like girls anywhere I mean they weren't they weren't long faces they were very they were laughing and they were joking around and I can't speak Hindi so I had an interpreter interpreter but for me, their own emotions are very positive, And I think, you know, you've been through such a life at such a young age. And, and India is a very unique place where people don't start life off often very affluent. So I think their journey was something that is, is an internal one. But they've overcome a lot of that. And now I can try to take them to the next place. So they're a joy to work with. They have, they're just like girls anywhere without any kind of resources, um, and and I'm hoping that you know they will get to to do more in their own lives because they are like, like little mm. sunshines and.
0: Oh my goodness, well you know we Americans, or uh, living here in our safe and, and glorious USA, would love to believe that human trafficking is yes, it's it's, it's in India, but you found it. In uh, Orange County, not only in America, but but the, the Dreamland County, you know, how how extensive is it, and how extensive uh, is the human trafficking in uh, in, in your experience?
1: Well, uh, globally, it's an estimated 4.8 million people, mostly women and children, were trafficked in commercial sex trade uh-huh. in 2016. Okay. In India, 20,000 women and children were victims of trafficking. And in the U.S., believe it or not, there's a huge number of uh, girls that are trafficked into the United States, which uh, 15,000 to 50,000 women are trafficked each year into the United States. But believe it or not, when I started doing my fundraising in Orange County, I discovered a whole other world that I didn't know existed. Uh, Laguna Niguel, they're all parts of – they're being – infiltrated by the pimps that are bringing girls from parts of Northern California down and offering them for for sex trafficking. And you think it's happening across the ocean, but it's in our backyards. So I I was really a part of that whole scene recently doing the fundraising. I was in touch with the Orange County Human Trafficking Task Force, Vanguard University's Dr. Sandra Morgan, and everybody's working in a coalition to stop this from coming into their cities, and it's really great to see the movement because it is girls that are Americans most part, and it's shocking yeah, yeah. that it's existing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, I, uh, of course, it's to me, it's 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 horrible that it happens anywhere, but it's as you say here, in our in our own backyard, it's tough. Just to, uh, so, for for that individual who's uh, as outraged as I am about this whole thing. Uh, I was listening out there. How might uh, someone uh, support your, uh, or perhaps donate or get support or join your fight in your 321 Empower? How can they uh, connect with that?
1: Sure. I have a website. It's 321Empower.com. And on the website, there are a number of ways you can donate. You can watch the video. You can connect with, with me and my team. Um, What I'm doing is trying to bring the same training program that I do overseas into the, the Safe Homes in the United States and I'm I'm interested in all across the US in in every state there is a safe home for girls and if we can put this fitness program into the process when they get rescued the the time between rescue and recovery there's this lag space where 90% of the girls end up back in that previous life because They can't support themselves with a job or they don't have um, the therapy that they need, you know. So exercise is a great way to do it, and that's why I'm trying to raise funds, really just to put my programming into these homes.
0: What a wonderful idea. You certainly are to be commended for this. It's just grand. And uh, moving my congratulations to you, but, but moving back to your own career for a moment, you've recently uh, plunged into one more entrepreneurial venture. You've become the spokesperson for a new device, the Power Glider, as I understand it. Uh, what is it and wh- why of all the exercises, that I'm sure, are coming your way and seeking endorsement, wh- why have you gotten in front of this one?
1: I love this one so much because I find as I age, I struggle with two things. One, my stomach area. <laughs> so, uh, And then the second thing is just functional movement, rotational and um, lateral movement. I mean, our, our as we get older, we only move front and back. We don't do a lot of turning. And then when we injure our lower back, it's because our core is weak. So the power glider strengthens your right, core right. and it can trim your tummy and it can help you with everyday movement. And so for me, this is a tool that I want to have for the rest of my life as part of my travel. It's it's portable enough to take traveling with. And, um, yes, your core is very important.
0: Oh, yes. Uh, uh-huh. my, my wife wishes I could get an entire new core and, and another head to go with it that belonged to the pool boy, I think, but that's, that's <laughs> another story. Um, Anyway, I uh, I think uh, so I, th- well, I think that's marvelous, and um, they I just have uh, a, a, I have oh Lord I have a million more questions that I, I wanted to go over, but I just I want to ask one thing uh, as as you look at us at just looking in the United States now uh, I know we we are all over the world but the United States particularly. What in heaven's name is going on here? It's so wrong. I, I know our lives have become more sedentary, and our food profferings are infinitely less nutritious, but, but we don't all have to be packing on, even at young ages, ever, uh, an ever-advancing number of, of life-threatening pounds. Do we? I mean, what's going on?
1: I think stress has a big part um, to do with this because your body is very, it reacts. its outside environment and when there's so much stress your hormones the cortisol and everything else uh, yes we're more sedentary and yes we're eating more processed foods and I think all of those factors together it's a piece of a pie and everything seems to point towards the pie you know so we can't always eat our pie Um, having some willpower is really important I found I've lived the same way my whole life with five or five pounds up or down, and much of that is because I've continued to keep the exercise and, and the and the food kind of at a reasonable amount. So I think we just have to take a look at our habits and try to make them healthier.
0: Mhm. Okay. Well, I thank you very much. And as you say, you don't need to do it. The choice is yours, and with a little discipline, uh, the rewards are immense. Ramona, thanks so much for coming on today and and telling us about about the world of exercise and everything from cheer, cheerleading to to human <laughs> trafficking and 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 bringing an upbeat version to all of it. I, I it's it's been just a delight to have you on, and I hope you'll be
1: oh, we'll be able to introduce you back Mark.
0: on at a later date. Oh great, it's yes, been wonderful. Yes, please
1: have me back on. Thank <laughs> you.
0: Oh great. Well, as we round out today's feast, uh, I am Bart Jackson, your curator of business wisdom, leaving you with today's quotation. That is, who said, "The biggest mistake you can make is that you are working for someone else. Jobs may be owned by your company, but you own your career." And as a hint uh, to the author, this famous uh, radio uh, well, actually, this radio announcer was never famous for his voice as Sky King but he did gain some justifiable fame for his books, How to Create Miracles and What Every Person Should Know. So just remember, if you know the author of that quote, scribble that sage's name down as you believe him or her to be, send it right off to info at Bart'sBooks.com to win an absolutely life-changing gift from the dungeons of Bart's Books bookstore. And be sure to tune in next week to The Art of the CEO as the incredible adventurer Julie Lewis, Tells how she takes business executives to new peaks literally by trekking them on wild Himalayan expeditions and learning, uh, well, helping them learn what is deep in their character and possible with their laboring bodies. It's the ultimate retreat, and so you want to tune in for this ultimate adventure. And as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, my business coach kept telling me to follow my passion until I realized that my passion was illegal in 47 states. So I've settled on a business that follows a lot of client passion and makes me a lot of money. Ah, Seems to work. (laughs) And to you, uh, gleefully sharing our feast, I hope you've enjoyed The Art of the CEO as much as Ramona and I have enjoyed bringing it to you. And remember that you may download this on all our shows at theartoftheceo.com. And finally, to you, who have honored us with your time, May I say, as always, it has been a privilege, and I thank you.